Hey there, thanks for visiting the podcast of the Guelph Vineyard Church. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast using whatever platform you listen on, or visit our website at guelphvineyard.com. Here's this week's message brought to you by our pastor, Chris McQueen. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, We've been in this together now for more than a minute, and so it won't surprise you to know that, as with all holidays, um, I, you know, it's, it's, I, I love holidays and I also have a bit of an uneasy relationship with them as a collective because they mean different things to different people and they present differently to different people. And for some, the holiday season is something that we earnestly look forward to. And for others, it's a time that is dreaded. Um, and this year is such a weird one because <laughs> I think most of us don't know what to do with it. We don't know where it fits in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, and so the question for me when we gather is 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 kind of how to do this because the last thing that I ever want to do is for something that's a celebration to become a burden on someone for whom it's not a celebration, right? Um, however, with Thanksgiving, it is a, it, 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 there's something about this that is just so uh, in the heart of God, um, a, a, a leading towards a life of thankfulness that is, it's like, um, and, you know, I've, I've said it before, I think I even said it earlier, uh, in some ways it is actually the, has the opportunity to be the most Christ-centered holiday uh, in our year, um, which is a strange thing to, to, to say when you think about Christmas and Easter. Of course, I'm overstating it because that's what I do, um, but it's, it's, but it's central. It's, it, 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 there's a huge, there's a huge um, invitation from the Lord in this place. And that's kind of the, 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 where I want to go with this morning. Um, I know that it's complicated historically. Uh, I, um, you know, there's there's all sorts of different narratives and stories that run alongside this, and some of those stories are oppressive um, for for people, entire people groups. It's complicated, um, you know, and and not just in the states, but in our own in our own story as well in Canada. Um, and so I just want to acknowledge those things. And then on some level, just kind of put a pin in some of that stuff, not to say that it's not important, but, um, uh, this morning, I just really, um, I, I want to focus in on, on what the Lord might have for us and leading us into rhythms of gratitude and thankfulness. Um, so before we do that though, a little bit of history, uh, So Thanksgiving, when we're thankful, there's usually um, there's usually a word that's associated with that, uh, and this is not the part where we try to be thankful, because uh, that's a that's a whole other that's a whole other thing, um, trying to be thankful. And we'll touch on that a little bit. Um, but Thanksgiving, thankfulness, um, it over, it typically it, like if I ask the question, which I'm I guess I'll do. Um, a moment, a moment of thanksgiving in your life. Just think about that for a minute. We're not going to do a big share right now. We can maybe talk about that later after the, after the live stream if we, if we want to. But think for a, a moment of a time when you were um, in a state of thankfulness or gratitude. Just think about it. Pull it to your mind. My, my guess is that if we go around and have a conversation about whatever those moments are, there's probably 
some kind of a connection uh, to provision, some kind of a provision connected with that story. And I'm seeing a bunch of nodding heads, so I think I'm in the right track here. Sometimes it's material provision, sometimes it's relational provision, um, sometimes it's an experience. But this this provision language is is usually what's connected to the automatic response that is that is thankfulness and um and that is the story actually of of basically all of the practices of thanksgiving that exist in all of the cultures most cultures have some they may not have a holiday but most cultures have a practice of thanksgiving a day that's set aside uh, to acknowledge something and that acknowledgement is typically an acknowledgement of provision and it is typically um connected to something it's connected to harvest and this is you know there there i don't have all of the details um but you know within within both first nations um societies uh before the the europeans came we met those of us who can say we europeans of descent came there was um acknowledgement of provision there was celebration of, of harvest when when fruits and vegetables were ready to be harvested and when there was a sense of bounty and much and plenty provision and then that that connects as well with our own practice this is why we eat good food um it's it, it's connected with with provision with harvest um in fact and I, and i did not know this um so our own our own story um first of all and i'm going to touch on this uh kind of towards the end of the reflection which i intend to be shorter than usual so i best i best get on with it but um uh the very first instance of thanksgiving as recorded by settlers to be clear um, was was a Eucharist was a um, a, a passage of um, actually I'll just pull this up real quick so that I get the details right um, an explorer an English explorer Martin Frobisher and his crew they gave thanks and they had communion together um, they ate what they could what they had. And it was uh, a, a thanksgiving for a safe arrival and for surviving some rather tenuous circumstances as a crew. They, um, but the, it's interesting to me that um, that this is acknowledged uh, kind of widely that uh, the first Canadian, again, again through the understanding of of settlers, people coming from Europe, um, was a, was communion, was Eucharist. And we are going to have communion this morning. We're going to close with communion this morning. And so I uh, do encourage you, if you have the opportunity, to get some elements together uh, for that. And if you need to disappear off the screen quickly to do that throughout this, that's, that's, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But that's going to be part of our, our gathering this morning. Um, and even in that, it was a provision of safety. Um, and so, um, but... Our Thanksgiving Day is the second uh, weekend of October. It got locked in around 1957. Um, and the proclamation that came out from our Governor General at that time, uh, now the language would probably be different now, but it is interesting to me that this is the language that fuels the Canadian narrative. So when that was proclaimed, that day of Thanksgiving or that regular moment in second weekend of October, 
um, Vincent Massey said this, A day of general thanksgiving to Almighty God for the bountiful harvest with which Canada has been blessed to be observed the second Monday in October. So this, you know, we have kind of woven into this narrative for us uh, a thankfulness to God. Um, and again, unsurprisingly, for bounty, right? For harvest, bounty is a bit, again, that, that is a bit of a complicated connotation for some, but certainly for harvest, for lots, for plenty. And, um, and so, you know, that's easy, right? How many of you have a hard time being thankful when something awesome happens? Right? Uh, it's easy, right? It, 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 can be over, it can be an overflow. In fact, that's the, that's the best kind of Thanksgiving, the sort of thing that is, that's automatic, right? Um, that is, is sort of, doesn't, you don't need to be intentional for it. It just kind of flows from things. And I just want to say that that's a great kind of Thanksgiving and you should take it when you can get it, right? I don't want to knock it. That's a wonderful thing. Um, but it, 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 does, it does get me thinking about um, what does it look like to live thankfully. And I think I maybe even referenced this last, last year. I don't remember exactly. But, you know, if I tell you this morning that you are ordered in the name of Jesus, under the lordship and the, and the authority and the declaration of God, you are ordered this morning to be thankful. Uh, how many of us does that win? Does that create a winning situation for, right? Uh, not so much. Um, it was funny, I was doing a bit of research for this, and of course, you know, and I, I won't say where it was from, and I don't like to be too dismissive of, of other other churches or whatever, but, you know, I came, I came across this article, which was, you know, fairly high up in some of the searches that I was doing just to, to get some thoughts on this, and it was like, the Bible says that we are commanded to be thankful. You know, I'm like, I really wrestled with that, and I and I still wrestle with that, the command to be thankful, it's like, it's like, this is, I don't know if the author quite understands the way that thankfulness works. Like you, you don't beat, you can't, you can't order it from people. It's not something that can be manufactured, right? Can't be manufactured. We can't make ourselves thankful. Um, but we're not completely at the mercy of our circumstances either. And so what I was thinking about, I was thinking about the tenses of Thanksgiving. By tenses, I mean present, I mean past, I mean future. And these things all kind of uh, create, a, uh, uh, create a space for us to cultivate and practice Thanksgiving, which is different from manufacturing Thanksgiving or, or being commanded to be thankful um, we've talked about the present tense of Thanksgiving when I asked you to remember a moment where you were where you were thankful. That was a that was a, a moment, an experience in in that moment that caused an eruption of Thanksgiving of some kind. Um, and like I said, that is that's the easy one. That's the easy one. That's that's for the what is, and that's very temporal, and we're kind of at the mercy of that, right? That's the thing that happens to us. And when you can get it, take it. Right? I don't want to knock it. That's good. Um, that, is, that is connected with things like provision. Hey, we had a good harvest. We're thankful. 
right? But what happens in those years where we don't have a harvest? What happens in those years that the locusts take and steal the harvest? What happens in those years where there's a drought? What happens then? What does that look like? Well, one of the reasons why most societies have instituted some kind of a day that is a day of thanksgiving or a day of, of celebrating harvest is because it's connected to our story, it's connected to our past, right? And so this becomes part of, this can get into tradition, which has, which has its place, but this gets into our practice of remembering thankfulness. Right. That might that might be resonating for some of us this morning where we, you know, maybe we're not. I'm, I'm seeing my mom, you know, on, on the call here on the screen. And I know that we're not going to uh, be in each other's company today or tomorrow. Right. We're not going to share a meal. Right. And so so this is so, so and I and I know that we are in, in good company here from uh, probably for most of us anyways, that that this is a year that feels a little bit more like a drought than a, than a good harvest year. This is a tougher one, right? Um, and for all of us, it's at least complicated. And so what we're what I find myself doing is I find myself remembering. I find myself revisiting moments of where uh, of that, that I can be grateful for, right? Um, you know, this is this is the telling the stories of provision and remembering what what was and taking taking some strength from that. And then there's the future tense of Thanksgiving, and this is where we get, from my perspective, firmly anchored into the presence and the story and the call and the purpose of Jesus, and where we dovetail nicely into our series right now, where we're talking about the lordship of Christ. Um, to be thankful for the future, to be thankful for the future, uh, for um, for people who I, I want to be careful how I create divisions here with my language, but let's just let's just have a, a, a generous interpretation of this, if we will. I'm not trying to create an us and them, but um, you know, for, for for those who don't have Christ, who are not following Christ. To be thankful for the future is is really about looking at today's provision and feeling like it's going to be okay for tomorrow, or looking at things like trajectory, right? Whether I'm winning today or what, my, how my plans are culminating. But it's completely open, right? It's completely open and it's and it's it's ripawayable. The future is ripawayable when we put hope in it. In 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 apart from Jesus, as far as I can see, but in Christ. The Thanksgiving, future Thanksgiving, is actually a practice of, of hope, right? And, and if we're doing this in a way that will sustain us and that will hold true, then what we are doing is we're actually training our Thanksgiving, our future-oriented Thanksgiving, in the shape uh, and the person of the Lordship of Jesus, the Lordship of Christ, Right, it is something where it sound, it feels a little bit more like anticipation rather than rather than counting out the stores that we have currently. It's a, it's a it's a forward leaning thing, um, and so this is a this is a a what will be, and um, 
You know, Christ is in all of these things, by the way. Christ is in the moments where we have an experience of provision that we can re- that, that elicits a, a thankful response from us. That's great. Let's take that. Christ is in those moments that we have stored up that were a thankful expression, uh, a, a, a moment. It becomes part of our story. And the scriptures are um, clear about building, you know, in, in, this, in the story of the people of God, you know, there's always these moments where people build altars that help them to commemorate a moment where God spoke or where there was a moment of provision or something. And so there, this is part of the story. But this future leaning thing is not, it's not just about wishful thinking or not at all about wishful thinking, but it's about what we tether our, our hope to. And it's really important um, that we don't um, overly sort of gloss over Thanksgiving. We don't um, make it less complicated for the sake of of keeping up a good face or keeping up good appearances. That actually doesn't serve us very well. Um, uh, you know, the the term Pollyanna has been in my mind this week, right? You ever heard that expression? And, you know, for some of us, this this will sort of date some of us. But like, you know, if somebody calls you a Pollyanna, right, usually it's a bit of a dismissive term. Oh, you Pollyanna, right? And, and it kind of comes from a character in, in, a, in a book or a film uh, from generations ago, some, some generations ago. Um, that uh, about somebody who is just annoyingly optimistic and just always looking on the bright side and and always just kind of being being positive, right? A, a real enthusiast, and and that can be kind of exhausting and annoying sometimes, quite frankly. Um, you know, although you know, for those who are uh, who who have that disposition, like God bless you, that's wonderful, and that you know, I don't want to say that that's not a gift, but. Um, <clears throat> But with Thanksgiving, we can't. If if it's going to if it's going to be a resource for us, it, it it can't be our master. And let me explain what I mean by that. Um, thinking about lordship, when we think about the lordship of of um, the lordship of Jesus versus the lordship of I'm going to say Pharaoh as a as a counterpoint here. I'm just looking at there's a a comment here. Oh yeah, there's a comment here that came in from Facebook, going back to our Karen in the desert, the thing, we, the temple or the 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 thing we build, um, reminds us of past provision and the evidence of God's pre- presence. Yes, that's awesome. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. <clears throat> so, Thanksgiving. Um, it's it's not in lordship. You know, Pharaoh commanded, he he put a heavy burden on people. And as I've alluded to, thanksgiving is not, thankfulness is not meant to be a burden on us. It's not meant to exhaust us. The practice of thankfulness is not, if, if the result of it is that you feel drained or that it feels like it's exhausting, that's actually a sign that something has gone awry that it is something that is a, a burden and that there's some some other thing that's at work. And uh and maybe it's maybe it's the commodification of of the of the season. Maybe it's uh, I don't know, but um 
you know, it cannot be uh, compelled, right? Thanksgiving can be uh, expressed, it can be practiced, it can be intentional, right? We can choose Thanksgiving, I believe, but it cannot be compelled from us. It cannot be elicited from us, right? It's, it's, it's actually to us. It's a gain, not a loss. It's a deposit, not a withdrawal, Thanksgiving, right? It cannot be forced or obliged from us. And in that sense, it cannot be a command. Be thankful is a gift. The, the command to be thankful, it, it assumes something else, I believe. And so here's where I want to kind of go with it this morning. Whether, uh, whether we're always aware of it, the expression and, um, and experience of thankfulness is, is always a kind of measurement, isn't it? Um, we we measure up something and take and and take stock of it and then there's a response to that right it's it's a response to a summing an addition kind of equation right and some of us are optimists and so we're always looking for the good and ignoring the hard things when we sum right so we keep a total of the good stuff and then we just kind of we just kind of don't don't log the hard, difficult things, and that that you know, there are elements of that that can be healthy. There are elements of that that can actually be really toxic too, right? Sometimes the we don't think we're counting up the hard stuff, and then all of a sudden it comes and it makes a massive withdrawal, and we realize that we're actually a bit bankrupt. Thanksgiving is not meant to be a burden. The thankfulness is not meant to be a burden. Oh, the passage that we opened with this morning, I just want to quickly reference it. There's a lot to be said there, but one of the things that really struck me was the language of fruitfulness, the fruitfulness of, of what God is doing, the fruitfulness of the Spirit, the fruitfulness of the Gospel. And, uh, and we can kind of religify that word pretty quick. You know, good fruit, bad fruit, whatever. Um, you guys know what fruit is for, right? Fruit is for eating. That's what fruit is for. Fruit is for making sweet. Fruit is uh, uh, like it's it's delicious. Fruit is for nourishment. Right. Um, and while the Lord does not command Thanksgiving. The Lord cultivates it. This is part of the work of the Spirit in our lives, is that the Lord cultivates thankfulness in us. The Lord grows. Oh, Allison, there's a comment here. Allison said, yeah, um, fruit can also be meant for fermenting. That's true as well. It's just going to lead us to the Last Supper in a second. We're going to lead us to communion, to Eucharist. So here's the thing, as we, take, as we take measure of things, some of the questions that I have today, what are we measuring? And when we think about the Lordship of Jesus, 
which is where that passage leads us to in, in this procl- beautiful proclamation of, this, of, of, of the greatness of Christ, of the, of the primacy in the sense that he's first and, he's, um, and all things are in him and all things are through him. And it's this epic Jesus-centered text. It's Jesus' is Lord kind of text. And in the, the, in that space of allowing him to bring like the, the, the measure of the fruitfulness of his Lordship in our life, to that extent, it's sort of a proof of his, of his working. The, the thankfulness that is that you know it, it can be a, a it can be a, re, a reveal to us it can be a reveal to us when we are tethered to the work of, of Christ in our lives um, that that will result in a thanksgiving right whether it's a thanksgiving that is provisional in the moment or a thanksgiving that is remembered in the past or a thanksgiving that is tied to the story of Christ in the future and our experience in the future this is the reveal of the of the lordship where his lordship is right and remembering that it is a that it is a provision not a withdrawal thanksgiving is a resource that increases capacity and energy Right? The lordship of Jesus does not demand from us, it gives to us. It does. There's more to say about that, but this, it, certainly in this sense, it is true. Right? What does he say to people who don't have money? Come and buy. What does he say to people who are hungry? Come and eat. What does he say to people who are thirsty? Come and, come and drink. The provision of Christ. And I, I think it's not a stretch to, to tie it into this experience of thanksgiving. And so we're going to close this way. I'm just about to pass this over to Peter and Sandra. Um, so there's a, there's a Greek word. It's a Greek word for thankfulness, for thanksgiving. I'm just going to pull it up on my screen here. Eucharistia. Right. Now, how many of you have heard the word Eucharist before in church or wherever? How many of you knew that it was tied into an expression of thankfulness? The church for, for, for a very long, I mean, the Greeks have been at this for a long time, right? Like this, the, the language of the gospel stuff. This is why we, you know, we're often unpacking the Greek meaning because our scriptures are, are, are you know, the New Testament is written in, in Greek. I mean, this, this, this takes us right into the heart of the story in the Eucharist as an expression of, of the table, as an expression of thankfulness. So when we say, when we say we're going to take Eucharist together, you know, again, sometimes these words matter. It's not just, you know, uh, it's not just another label. It says something. And so the table, uh, the table that is, by the way, a sustaining place, right? Jesus connected the promise and, and, and following him to a meal because there's provision, there's sustenance that takes place there. Just seems so appropriate. And again, echoing that, that first sort of European settler experience and, and declaration of Thanksgiving in the Canadian story 
as it was a Eucharist. And so we're going to close this time as well with, with the Eucharist. And